Hi again, everyone. This is Tim along with Anthony as we bring you episode number 40 of the Radio MVP Sports Podcast. And a lot to get to today. Obviously, the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. The NHL has the Stanley Cup Finals going on with Vegas up one nothing as they will be taking on the Capitals in Game 2 later today. And then, of course, I have a little baseball announcement. Of course, we're going to get yeah. into the Cleveland Indians. A lot of stuff going on in the world. Let's start this right off first. Let me get this out there for those who might uh, have the opportunity to hear this either tonight or tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. I will be on the air on WBBW 1240 tomorrow night from Columbus, Ohio, as they have the state tournament baseball games going on. And I will be have the privilege to cover uh, South Range as they take on Madeira in the uh, semifinals. If South Range wins, we'll have the game, obviously, on Saturday at 1 p.m. in the afternoon. So a big, quick turnaround in that game, but we'll have to wait and see how it happens uh, tomorrow night. But I will be on the air on WBBW starting about 6.40 p.m. as we will have the South Range Raiders coming your way as uh, they've had one whale of a year when you talk about athletics uh, for that senior class. I mean, they made the playoffs. They made a huge, deep run in the football. They made a nice run in basketball, and here they are in baseball to the Final Four. So my hat's off to the uh, the Raiders from South Range as they have uh, had a really an amazing season this year. And congrats to them, and I'm looking forward to uh, covering them tomorrow on WBBW at 6.40 p.m. will be pregame. First pitch is around 7 p.m., where it's, one, it's part of a triple header that WBBW will bring you along with Myself will be Mark Means. You'll have the first game from Firestone Park at 10 a.m. Follow that will be Jim Campbell will be doing his softball game, I believe, around 2 or 3 p.m. And then I will have the nightcap at 7 p.m. And then we'll all be back if those teams uh, advance to the finals the following weekend. So a lot going on. not just on a national level, but local level. And if you have an opportunity again, I'll just promote it one more time. WBBW AM 1240. I'll be on the air at 6 uh, 40 p.m. Our first pitch is at 7 from what is the name of the Clipper Stadium? Do you know? I believe it's Huntington Park, isn't it? I want to say, I thought it was a bank. I wasn't sure what bank, though. It is, <laughs> let's see. It's Huntington uh, bank. Yeah. I think you're right. It is Huntington Park, yes. Yes, Huntington yep. Park. So first pitch. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to it. I've drove by it many times when I lived there. Uh, they were just building it at that time. And I'm looking forward to seeing it from the inside. I've seen pictures of it. So it's going to be a uh, really an exciting time to uh, cover high school uh, baseball. be my first high school baseball game in about four or five years. So uh, I'm literally looking forward to that. It should be a lot of fun. What's going on with you, my friend? Let me start with you. And I'll, uh, I'll pass the mic over your way. Just a uh, busy holiday weekend. Uh, three spontaneous trips up to the best corner in baseball. Uh, so I got my baseball fix in for the weekend. And I feel like that's the American thing to do. Either you're doing yard work or at a baseball game. And I was at a baseball game, fortunately, all weekend. So I, I lucked out at yard work. And I, and I got no complaints about it. So that was a great thing. No, just keeping busy with uh, falling. You know, the NBA is wrapping up here in 
a week and a half or two weeks. And yeah, let's, let's start there. Let's go back to the NBA real quick. Obviously, the Cavaliers and the Warriors are about to make uh, chapter four of the rivalry in the NBA finals. First time ever these uh, two teams have met four straight years in the finals. As I kept reminding everybody all season long who might have been panicking about the Cavaliers, I kept saying, you know, even before all the trades, get to May, get to April, get into the playoffs, and uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, you know, the season begins in, in April, and it happened that way. LeBron James, I mean, you know, what what can you say? He's done everything and continues to do uh, a mountain full of uh, uh, amazing stuff of what he has achieved this year and what he has achieved in his career. I'm not surprised. I expected it. I said that all along. Just get him in the tournament and give him the opportunity uh, to lead a team. Never count out a LeBron James-led team, and he's proven it again. Look, the mountain is the Warriors. The trades were made to face the Warriors. We'll see how the trades come out. You know, We'll see what Larry Nance uh, can add in athleticism to the uh, team, both offensively and defensively. We'll see if Rodney Hood actually gets some playing time you know, coming off the bench. Same with Jordan Clarkson. Obviously, you know, we'll see exactly what this entire group can do. And hopefully, you know, Love will be healthy enough to play. We haven't heard yet if he'll be uh, ready uh, tomorrow night or not. Yeah, I think it's a, obviously, anybody complaining about Cavs Warriors part four is, it's like LeBron said, beat them. You had all these chances and you didn't beat them. You're right. What's the pearl to what adjective do you use to describe LeBron James? I see there's nothing you can say that can sum up what he's done these last 10, 15 games. It's a, it's absolutely incredible. And when the Cavs need him most in closed out elimination games, he takes superstar lattice status to out of the stratosphere. It's, it's just a, almost an honor to watch. I was young when MJ was in his plan winning his six titles. So this is absolutely incredible to watch. Obviously, the Cavs need Kevin Love healthy. Uh, he's their second best player. There's no doubt about that. And then again, but on the flip side, Golden State's best defender to throw on LeBron, Andre Godala, he may not play this whole series. And that's a key part that you saw against Houston get exploited a little bit is that they really didn't have a lockdown defender. You know, I know defense is a loose term in the NBA, but the defense the Cavs have played these past four or five games is absolutely incredible. I know Boston was young. I know they didn't have the offensive firepower as the Golden State does. Uh, but Cleveland's locked in defensively right now. And uh, it's just like the old term is steal a game on the road in the first two and then uh, come back home for what? Is it three? Is it is it two, three, two? It is uh, two, two, one, two, one, 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 one. Okay, so you – to win you know every road team wants to win at least one game in the first two away from home and then come back home and uh how the Cavs are playing at home right now it's the good thing now just uh Golden State has not seen this edition of the Cavs yet that it's all going to depend on if LeBron can get help and we've said that for how many years now uh I think the Cavs best chance to hang with Golden State and pull the upset is to slow the game down and make it a 1980s, 1990s half-court stall match almost. Now, run when you have the chance. I'm not saying if LeBron has a 
three-on-one fast break to, to pull it out. But you have to crash the board. If you miss a three, uh, Golden State's off the races, and you can't let this team get hot. And the and the good news is that Golden State looked beatable against Houston. They were trailing in almost halftime by big margins. And I'll tell you what, Harden played okay, but LeBron's not going to crumble like James Harden did. I'll just tell you that right now. I was going to say, no one has a bigger heart than LeBron James about games. No. And, and, and nope. his determination level is beyond anybody. I mean, that was proven this every postseason for the last eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he's achieved both at Miami and now in Cleveland, taking two organizations to four straight title uh, series. It's just it's phenomenal. And, you know, what he does, you know, scoring 40 points when he needs playing 48 minutes when he when they when his team needs it. It's it's an amazing achievement. Uh, a lot of people are going to say, oh, you got to count the rings. I mean, come on. No. Let's be realistic. You just don't see this type of domination at any sport, at any no. level. Even the Patriots and Bill Belichick has never been at this level. Everyone talks about what the Patriots have done in the last, you know, 15 years. And, you know, since Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you know, combined and what they have achieved. And I don't want to take anything away from what New England has done on the football field. But it doesn't come close with the last eight no. years LeBron James has done. You know, no matter how great the Yankees were in the 90s, just in the early the 2000s, yep. it's not even close. I mean, even they had a couple of years where they didn't win it. And yep. yes, they, you know, they're the last great baseball organization that, you know, to yeah. dominate. And there's no question that they, they are, you know, what they have achieved. But one player means to a organization that's willing to do what it needs to do to win it's phenomenal you know lebron james just stands out so much i mean i've said this all year long it is the best player and his teammates versus the best team in basketball yep and that's basically what we have and i know golden state didn't have the best record this year but i think we all hands down the best team we can all say that they're the best coach team they're the best team they, they play the most unselfish game. Uh, when they're hitting on all cylinders, they're very difficult to beat, period. Uh, Cleveland is dominated by LeBron James. Obviously, Kevin Love has had a phenomenal season. Uh, he needs to be healthy, and they need that player. They're going to need Jeff Green mm-hmm. to fill in and bring you know his athleticism and his game to the court. George Hill has to continue to play at a high level. I mean, they, have a, they got a lot of variables on the Cavaliers. However... You know, those variables just may come through for them in the long run because I honestly do believe that they have an opportunity to win this series. Do I, you know, I kind of agree with with the Las Vegas odds and everybody else saying, you know, Golden State's the favorite. Yeah, there's no question in my mind. They're defending champions. They should be the favorite. They have achieved two. You know, they won two out of the last three championships. And this will be an opportunity for Cleveland to, you know, break through and, and really uh, cement their opportunity in basketball history. I mean, not just going to the finals for the fifth time as an organization, all with LeBron James, you know, one time in 2007 before he went to Miami and then the four times since he's returned to Cleveland. And as for all the nonsense about him wearing the Cavaliers uniform for the last time, I'm not worried about it. I honestly, I just... I think circumstances are totally different in 2018 than they were in 20, you know, uh, 2011. It's just, it's totally different scenario. I, I always go down to this level on that. 
his family's in totally different part of their lives than mm-hmm. they were when they moved down to Miami for four years. You really think his wife wants to move to Philadelphia or wherever it may be? I, I you know, do you really think he wants to uproot his his kids where the, he said he wanted to send them to St. V's for schooling and to play basketball? And Bronny Jr. is right now heading into that era of life. Mm-hmm. Seems to me the outside circumstances are a lot different this time around than they were, you know, uh, eight years ago. And we'll always see. You know, everything's, you know, anything's possible. I ain't definitely never talked to LeBron James, and I don't know what he's thinking. And honestly, I don't, I honestly don't believe he's thinking about it until after the series is over. I'm not concerned. And if I am wrong and he does leave, four straight years to the NBA championship series, uh-huh. a champion. Potentially a second championship. Are you kidding me? If you're a Cleveland fan, if you're a, a Cavalier fan, this is all you've ever wanted is yep. an opportunity to play for championship. Mm-hmm. And the last four years, the Cavaliers have had that opportunity. And that's to me means more than anything. Uh, I want to see them win. I want to, you know, I want to get excited and see a huge parade down uh, 8th, 9th Street again and all that. It'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be nothing more glorious to watch once again. But let's be honest. It's not Im- the most important thing here is for them to, to show up and be counted and win or lose. Know that after every 48 minutes, you gave everything you got yep. to win a ball game. And I honestly do believe we'll see. That. Could they be blown out in a couple of games like they have throughout the playoffs? Yeah. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be, I'd be more surprised if that did not happen mm-hmm. where, maybe in the first game or the second game of the two that will start out in Oakland, that they do get blown out of one of those games. It wouldn't shock me one bit. It's happened in every series but Toronto. It happened with Indiana. It happened again in Boston. You know, the only time it didn't happen is when they played Toronto. I don't expect that to happen against Golden State where you four games and it's over and they dominate. I just don't expect that. Anything is possible. I really do believe that, you know, this is, we're looking at minimum six games and most likely a seventh game. Game seven with LeBron James on your team, I think he's proven that you want that. Mm -hmm. In a one game scenario, you want that. He proved it two years ago. They're down three to one and he led them to a championship. First time ever any organization in the NBA came back from a 3 1 deficit to win the championships. My opinion, it's all cemented in stone what he has achieved and what he will achieve. Win or lose, he's the best player I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I've seen Michael Jordan. And I've seen Dr. J. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I've seen Magic Johnson. Uh, I've seen Larry Bird. And all of them are the most outstanding players I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I've never seen anything, any person dominate a sport and a playoffs like LeBron James does with the teams that have been assembled for him. Only the two years that they won championships down in Miami, would you say those are super teams mm-hmm. versus the teams that he's taken to the championship? And nine times, nine times out of 15 years in the NBA, he has taken a team to the NBA finals. Think about that. I mean, I'm not sure what else to add on. Is The only thing is, you know, like Toronto – the past three or four years, they've had some really good teams. And the Celtics, too, they've had some really good teams. And it's unfortunate for them 
that their really good teams have come in the same era or period that LeBron James is playing like the best player in NBA history. And I think it goes for the Cavs also. It's every Cleveland fan just wants one chance. I think everybody wants just one chance. I don't every care what city. Every fan just wants one chance. And now you've, now you've had four chances. And you have a chance to win a second championship against who some call one of the greatest teams ever assembled in NBA history. The teams Michael beat in the finals were great. And they were really good. But Michael never beat a team like Golden State. I, exactly. I can tell you that right now. And if LeBron James, I'll say this, I don't, and counting championships, and that is a statistic to judge a player solely on if he's better or not. Because like you said, it's if you have a versus Jordan, or MD versus LeBron, I don't like to get into the debate because I think it's silly. You're arguing two different time periods, but to, and this guy's got Michael, LeBron James has been in what the past nine finals, the past eight finals, eight straight. Yeah, eight straight. That's that's absolutely incredible. And for four of those, he sounded like I said, in a team that's probably better, the best or second best team MJ would have ever played in his finals, too. And I don't think the Chicago Bulls has as many injuries as LeBron James has had. No. Your first year against Golden State, okay, you're down a Kevin Love the whole playoffs, and you still get to the NBA Finals. And then in game one, Kyrie Irving breaks his kneecap. I mean, right. and you still roll your team to six games that series. I don't want to get in the whole MJ versus LeBron debate. What we are seeing now is history, and it's something that we may never see again. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to see this. I I know the Celtics will be really good next year and they get healthy, but I just don't know if we're ever going to see a person, a player, literally at some points on the floor have guys like you and I out there and willing them the NBA Finals appearances. It's really amazing what he has achieved. And uh, there's so much we can talk about there Mm -hmm. on what he has achieved and what he has done. For the city of Cleveland, for the Cavaliers organization, for the NBA. Yeah, for the NBA, for sports fans. Look, I agree with you. You can't really compare the two as individuals. Uh, They played different positions. The game was different in the 90s than it is today. I don't want to take anything away from Michael Jordan and his dominance that they had, winning six championships in eight years. And you can see the difference in how – they performed the, the year and a half that he was gone. Yep. Uh, they were a good team. They made it deep in the playoff run, but the Knicks beat them, you know, back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they ended up losing to Houston in the, in the championship series that year. And then the following year, Michael Jordan made the return, the 40, when he used to wear the number 45 yep. for part of that season, coming back from baseball. They yeah, came up short again. Trip. Right, and they came up short again, and the Knicks, I believe, got returned back to the series against Houston, and you know Houston won it back to back. Came to three p uh, the following years when Jordan was back a hundred percent. You know it is what it was back then, and you know I don't want to take anything away from his dominance, but there's no question to reinforce what you said. The opposition that the Bulls face was never the same level as what the Cavs face with Golden State. This is a much more superior team 
than any of the six teams the Bulls defeated. Simple as that. There's not even a, uh, you know, they can't even hold a flag. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Western Conference flag as much as uh, Golden State has. And that's just, you know, the times have changed. Yep. Th- that's a loaded team. That's an absolutely loaded team from Oakland. And they're going to be a huge challenge. And I'm looking forward to it. Win or lose, I think it's going to go at least six. And I'm going to root for the Cavs the entire way like I always do. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if it goes seven. If it goes seven, I love the idea of LeBron James on my team. Yep. You know, and that's, you know, he's, he's a difference maker. We'll see what exactly happens going forward. The NHL is in its Stanley cup finals and the Vegas golden Knights are up one, nothing caps. You gotta love it. A lot of the fans here locally rooting for Vegas because the uh, caps knocked out the pens and everyone talks about that. And they, you know, want to see Washington lose me. I just want to see Vegas win. This has been an amazing run, historic run by an expansion team that you just, well, we may never see this again in sports where a expansion team, a single expansion team goes on to play for a championship. There has been champions in the past. There were expansion teams in the NHL. Uh, I think you got to go back a hundred years for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was the period of expansion in the, in the, I believe in the sixties, in the NHL, where the Western Conference was nothing but expansion team, so it was guaranteed to face yep. an expansion team, and that was St. Louis back in the day yep. that got to the the uh, finals. So this is a totally different breed, and it's an amazing uh, run that they've had, and I, I'm enjoying it. And matter of fact, they'll be getting started here in a few minutes, and yep. uh, let's let's see the the uh, Knights do it. And if you, by the way. If you don't see it now, check it out either on NHL.com or maybe even on YouTube. The pregame skate I for just saw Las that. Vegas is phenomenal. They have a show onto itself. It is truly one of the great things in sports. They've done it all season long. And now that it's the finals, it's it's just they've taken it to, an ex- to another level. Enjoy it. That's all I got to say. Uh, the pomp and circumstances of the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Finals is just is phenomenal. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible uh, what that franchise has accomplished this year. I chalky, so I don't, I can't, you know, say what this would mean to the sport in a larger picture. I got a feeling though that I got a feel Washington wins this series. Now I know that's going to pain you a little bit, but I just, I got a weird feeling that Ovechkin. They came back from down 2 nothing against Columbus. Uh, they battled Pittsburgh. Uh, they came back from, what, down 3-2 against Tampa Bay. I just got a weird feeling that this year is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And it, well, you know, let's face it. This time is time to finally break through. Yeah, and Ovechkin, as you mentioned, is one of those great players that has have something to, to yeah. hang his hat on. And this is that opportunity. He finally broke through. We'll see. My alliance is with the uh, the Golden Knights, and uh, that's all I'm going to say. Enjoy it. It's been fun. Uh, I think it's going to be a long series there, too, and uh, we'll see exactly how it all turns out. And I'm not going to get, like I said, break down hockey because I'm not qualified yeah. to do that, and I'm not going to tell you the ins and outs of the game. I'm going to just say just enjoy it. It's a fast-paced game. It, you know, Listen to – the commentators, they, they explain a lot as they go along. It is truly a lot of fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. this time of the year. June Sports in June is just phenomenal. 
Uh, and you got so many different events going on, not just the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup finals, but you have, you know, the triple crown and horse racing going on. You got baseball really getting into mm-hmm. a second third of the season. And, and speaking of baseball, the Indians are uh, turning a corner, you know. They got through the first two months of the season. They're 500. Actually, a little bit better now. The best news in the world, if you're an Indians fan, is it's now time to play divisional games. Yes. And the division is not strong. And I've been saying that all year long. You know, this might be the healthiest thing that can happen to the Indians right now. Mm -hmm. Is they, you know, they got the White Sox. They just swept. Uh, They'll take on Minnesota in Minnesota for four games. They'll come home for two more and then go back out on the road. And, you know, it's good. It's kind of odd how the schedule works. Yeah, it's a weird quirk this year. Needless to say, uh, I think this is the best thing to happen to the Indians long run. And I honestly do believe right now you can see that separation happening in the Central Division. Uh, the starting pitching is just going to dominate here the next month. And you've seen that with Kluber today. You've seen that with Clevenger the other day. I think, you know, tomorrow – with Bieber starting, it's going to be really interesting to watch that. If you have that opportunity, I'm not going to see it, but uh, I will uh, catch it on replay. But Shane Bieber is uh, another one of these young guns that they got coming up. He's making his major league debut. Listen to part of the game last night. One of the things uh, Tom Hamilton and that was talking about is the reason why Bieber wasn't in spring training camp this year was to keep him out of the vision in a sense yeah. of uh, Tito. Tito. Uh, because if you've seen him, he said he would want him on his uh, his roster. And the idea was to keep developing, mm-hmm. keep him at the minor league level and let him develop, let him you know, hang out with a, a Corey Kluber. This is supposed to be a one-game shot. Obviously, if there's other doubleheaders coming forward, they may try to uh, position him to come back up and make those starts. But this is a one-time start to uh, give uh, the uh, starters an extra day's rest. And give Bauer, who pitched his heart out the other day. What a game. I assume you were at that game. I was not at the 14-inning game. I went Saturday. I was going to go Sunday, but uh, we went up Saturday instead. The thing that impresses me right now is you look at the numbers and the stars are pitching really well. Nebraska looked okay Saturday against Houston. Uh, Clevenger's had a rough couple of starts up until yesterday. But the thing that I like, and all you ask is to give your chance, give your team a chance to win the game. And I went up Thursday night, and that was Clevenger starting. And he looked really good, except for a couple picks against who I think the best team in baseball, are you going to get hurt? And we lost eight to two. And I felt really good about it. Look, you don't want to lose eight to two and implode in the bullpen again, but made a couple mistakes. and. We know they they hit a lot of balls hard, and and they made a lot of plays. It was incredible to see how good they are defensively. And I sat there Saturday night, and in the ninth inning when Cody Allen, who had a really good ninth inning, and I turned to my cousin, who I, who I took up for his first ever Indians game, and I told him, I, I said, you know, the guy I do my podcast with said, the Indians need this kind of game. You're up one or two runs late. And you're asking your bullpen to get tough outs. And the Indians did just that Saturday night. They got tough outs. Sunday, the bullpen imploded in the eighth inning. And that's a whole other story we can talk about. But from the ninth inning to the 14th inning, the Indians allowed two hits. 
So you look at the guys that we're talking about, you know, McAllister, Otero, obviously uh, Allen. Those are the guys you need to come through. And for the uh-huh. most part, they did in that extra inning ball game. Uh, they still have, you know, hiccups. They got players that they have to straighten out. Brought up Bellevue back up. He needs to pitch better. I mean, uh-huh. they, there's time to get him straightened out. I'm not saying they're going to find it, the answer there. But we have to give him an opportunity to succeed as much as an opportunity to fail. And that's where the Indians are at. I mean, they ran into a scenario where they needed live bodies that could yep. throw. And that's why, you know, Oliver Drake was here for a little bit and other, you know, players that came and gone. And that's one of the reasons really why we are seeing Beaver up here, you know, to give him an opportunity to give the uh, starting rotation a little breather, to give Bauer a breather through 120, what, 27 pitches the yeah, other day. 127 pitches, so, yeah. I mean, phenomenal the bat that Ramirez has is the bat that people are going to talk about this season, you know, against uh, he Giles. Is absolutely I mean, incredible to watch. You know, it, speaking of uh, Ramirez, let's, let's go off on a little subject yep. here. Um, I, I, most people heard about it, and it was, you know, the Indians covered it well yesterday. Uh, there was a blog out of uh, the Dominican Republic that basically came out and said, uh, that he was a uh, a PED user and that he was going to be exposed and subject to an 80 game suspension. Mm-hmm. And obviously, all that was rumored and uh, proven false. But I understand why that has happened. I mean, you look at all the players who have been dinged in the last year, the last mm-hmm. two years. Most of them from the DR. Yep. I mean, it's just it's a it's just a fact. Car- it's a Caribbean thing right now. But yeah, I bet you look about a 90, 95% of them have, yeah. have come from that area of the, of the world. And, you know, is it a cultural thing? Is it a, you know, there's a lot of factors I think can go into why it's happening and why it has happened. I do believe in a long run, this, the, the baseball will get a handle on this a little bit and maybe educate some of the players mm-hmm. coming up uh, from the Caribbean air islands and, and teach them why. You know, you, what advantage you're trying to get is just not available. And you're going to get dinged. You're going to get caught. You're going to, you know, put yourself in in a uh, in a conversation that you don't want to be a part of. Uh, I'm not surprised. As someone who uh, has been as effective, had it, has had the May that Ramirez has had, uh, these things are going to come up. Yep. And especially when you're... You know, from that island, it's just one of those things. I'm not saying it's it's correct, but it's going to happen. And, you know, with Robertson Cano being uh, dinged uh, just a couple weeks ago and others, you know, that we talk about, what was it, the catcher, I believe, for uh, Detroit? Was it Detroit that got caught? Yeah. And, the White Sox uh, catcher got busted. White Sox. Also, White yeah. Sox. That's what it was, yeah. And, you know, this is the, uh, this is the world we live in right now, but – most of the players are coming from the Caribbean islands that are, are the ones that you have been dinged and I mean, been caught. And I think it's a cultural thing. Yep. I think it's, it's also about making money and securing big contracts because that's such a poor country. I mean, this is just my kind of general thoughts on it. I don't have any proof on this, just kind of generalizing, but I, you know, I think there's a connection there. Obviously I think major league baseball has to, get out there and, and really educate the players that are coming from that island and teach them, 
you know, right and wrong and how to move forward and how they really want to uh, be perceived in the future. I mean, look at Melky Cabrera. I mean, you go back, what was it, four years ago with the Giants when he was suspended, you know, before they had the uh, the 80-game suspension mm-hmm. and before you were suspended yep. for the playoff games. And, yep. you know, and the Giants themselves, the players themselves, didn't want Melky Cabrera back. And, you yep. know, and, and he reestablished himself with the White Sox. You know, Lasher got traded to Casey. You know, this offseason probably had a lot to do with one of the reasons why he wasn't signed uh-huh. is because of the, you know, PED scare and, you know, the type of money that is involved. Uh, however, you know, the Indians are going to take a shot with them and, and see where it lies. I really think, it, you know, the Indians outfield is it's just going to continue to get better and better. You know, you're going to have much more players and, and the players are getting healthier. You know, yep. uh, Chisholm Hall's getting ready to come back. Zimmer's getting ready to come back. Obviously, you know, you're going to send as as well as he's playing right now. Allen played really well like, since Sunday. You know what? But he's going to be sent down because he has the options. Nate Quinn will be sent down because he has the options. I mean, you got to look at the reality of this. Uh, you have veterans that don't have it. You're not going to let go of a Chisholm Hall. You know, no. you're not going to let go of a Zimmer who you built your, you know, your center field around. So I think we're going to continue to see. I like where the Indians are at. I think right now they have a chance to really have a, you know, finish off a, a strong May, you know, finish May off strong, you know, tomorrow and then get into June and really, you, you know, they can have a phenomenal June yep. and, and really put the division away, have some separation. And then, you know, go into the all-star yep. break come mid-July, you know, looking strong as one of the best teams in baseball. Baseball's a weighted game. You know, there's more games in division. You can't, you know, the competition is what it is. I always yep. say that. No matter who you're playing, the competition is that in front of you. You have to deal with it. And I don't care if it's the Yankees. I don't care if it's the Twins. They're all major league teams, and they all count. And, and obviously, in-division games count even more when you have 19 games against those division opponents. And you have to take advantage of it. The Indians win 12, 13 games on a continuous basis within this division. They're going to run away with it, and they're going to build up wins in the long term to help them uh, secure a higher seed in the playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see where it leads, but with the bullpen and who's going to make it, who's not, and uh, what type of trades the uh, Indians front office may pursue. Yeah, considering where this bullpen is at right now, and I will say this, I was wrong. Brian Shaw was extremely missed, but I don't want to get into Shaw being missed and all that. It's no longer on the bullpen's fault. It's no longer on Terry Francona. The front office has asked the Indians to win games, and not just win games, but the expectation is to get back to the playoffs this year and make a deeper run than last year. And right now, you're asking them to do that with without Andrew Miller, with a, a guy in Evan Marshall who less than three years ago was on an operating table with the emergency brain surgery after being struck in the head by a line drive. It's even incredible that he's pitching right now. And then a guy in Ben Taylor who who's had some arm troubles in the minor leagues, and that's why it took him so long to get up for being so bad in May. And they're, what, 1-8 with uh, ERA approaching 9. I think you posted a couple days ago. And to be 29-25 and 25 
And to go 5-4 and four against the Astros and Cubs when the Astros were playing some of their best ball this early season is really good. And now, like you said, it gets into the to the divisional part of your schedule. We all know the division stinks. It's now a time to for them to continue get that mojo going and to keep getting better. I said it for the Cavs, put your panic buttons away. And I know the Indians panic button might be a little more out because the bullpen in flux. But today at work at 110, I turned the game on. I'm like, this game's over. Because this guy right here is not going to get beat by the Chicago White Sox. I went to the game Monday, and Plutko, for the first time in his major league career, had a bad start. But the White Sox are a very bad team. And contrary to what Ron Potesta thinks is going to be the best team in the division for the next three or four years, and they're going to be unbeatable, they're terrible. They're awful. They're young. And for anybody doubting Terry Francona, can we please just stop? Because I got another text again today saying, you guys aren't good. Listen, I don't want to be good right now. We're not supposed to be the best in baseball right now. Because if we are, we got problems. But the insertion of Michael Brantley into the tool hole is just incredible. That lineup is crushing the ball right now. And even my buddy, who I think is the greatest infielder in the, in the American League, Jason Kipnis, is having productive at-bats. It's a fun team to watch right now. They're fighting like heck, and they're starting to take on. It's like you say, Elijah, when we first started this podcast, the Indians are going to need to find their identity. Well, I'll tell and you what. Yeah, and last year, around the same time, they started to find their identity, and you can see it slowly developing again. As much as Brantley moving into the two-hole and how successful that has become, what has helped this team tremendously, and we're just starting to see the results here, and you're going to see it in the next 30 or 40 at-bats, is Melky Cabrera added yes. to the lineup. Yes, yes. You know, that and is what people say. He had the double to get, you know, driving, I think, two or three runs. Yep. Uh, his pet, He's a switch-hitting guy. He can hit 15 to 20 home runs the rest of the year. You know, he averages 85 RBIs a season. Uh, and he's hit the Incarcion is just here. getting started. I mean, he's batted over 300 for the month of May. Yeah. As the temperature rises, so does, you know, Edwin yeah. Incarcion. So it's just a matter. I honestly believe the, the lineup itself is going to be fine. They're oh, going to score gone. the runs. And we, yeah, do we rely on the home run? Yes. Not uh, as I much anymore, as, though. Well, no, we still do. Uh, when you look at total runs, Oh. Produced by home runs versus that. I do believe the other runs are coming. And I think yes. a game like today, we've seen that. And we will see more of that. Monday I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously, what I'm trying to say is I think the lineup is getting longer, which is a good thing in the long oh, yes. run. And that will give you the bullpen an opportunity to find its identity and to find out what players, what roles. Uh, obviously, Goody missing out of that bullpen is a huge loss right now. And go along with Miller. I mean, those are two legitimate major league relievers from the left and right-hand side that you do not have and you have not had basically for the last month. That, those are huge losses to any bullpen. And you have to fill those holes. Are we asking a lot? Adam McAllister has never done it on this level for as long? Yes. 
Are you asking a lot out of your other relievers? Yes. You know, is Otero being used more than he's probably has in the past? Well, you know, he appears in 60, 65 games a year. He can do it, but he was appearing maybe, you know, for one batter. And now we're asking him to go get four batters. You know, it's, it's just a matter of finding their roles and believing in their stuff and getting some success. And I honestly do believe you'll see that. You know, the good news about Miller today is that he doesn't need surgery on his knee. Uh, They're going to, you know, look at a possible injection to his knee and see where it goes from there. Look, the bottom line is you can see the difference in Andrew Miller when he's healthy and when he's not. Right now, the Indians need to play it safe and secure. If it takes a full month for him to be ready, I'd rather wait and have him for July, August, September, and October. Versus having him for June, July, and August and lose him late in the season. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Indians are at. They have to, and I think the Indians understand that. More than most teams, I think the Indians understand that. That's why they didn't waste time and put, you know, Keith Miller in the lineup and try to work through this. They immediately put him on the DL and and made the moves they did. Goody. I think Goody's huge for this team. Mm -hmm. You get Miller and Goody back, you've extended your bullpen tremendously. And, you know, possibly another move down the line for another pitcher, whoever that may be, to add to the pen is going to be huge. And we'll see exactly what they choose to do. But I, like I said before, the addition of Melky Cabrera to the lineup is, is big. Brantley in the second hole is huge. You know, obviously it makes Lindor at number one great. You know, that much. And Harris at three. Exactly. The top or, or you know top four, if you you know with Incursion having the month that he has had, and he hasn't mm-hmm. even carried the team yet, and you know darn well he's going to get on a on a on a streak where he's going to hit 10, 10 home runs and maybe uh, in a two week period, and and, carry and don't forget team. about Alonzo too in the five hole, who's really good lately. Yeah, Alonzo is you know you know what we all talked about when Santana left the switch hitter. The guy can play defense and plays. You know, Santana's always been, for the last five, six years, a 225 hitter up until September. August, September, he gets fired and he bats 245, yep. 250 for the season. And that's exactly what, what they're seeing in Minnesota, or excuse me, in Philadelphia right now with him. You know, he's starting to warm up with the season's warm up. But I mean, he was batting under 200 for a while. You look what, what uh, Yonder Alonso has given the Indians. He's given them quality first base play. He's given them power out of that position. And they're going to have opportunities, like I said, to extend yeah. this lineup. In the five hole, Alonso as of Monday was hitting 324, I think. I heard the other uh, stat on the scoreboard, right? I think. And the five, and Alonso bats about 300. It's just the big time home run that he had in the 13th inning to keep that, that game was alive huge. was huge. Uh, he's hit a few of those big bombs. And, yes, he has. You know, how he's changed the swing. Matter of fact, I heard, you know, one scout being interviewed on a uh, on a podcast said that he thought that was the most impressive signing of the year this offseason because th- he honestly believes that Alonzo is coming into his own as a power hitter and that you could see 35-plus home runs out of him for the next three to five years. And I know they only signed him a two-year contract, but you know what? You know how it works. Once you're yep. on a team, you don't really want to leave it. Yeah. So it all depends on what happens. We'll see uh, if that that scout is correct. I honestly do understand what he's talking about. I see we've seen some of that power. We've seen some of that ability to come through. I do believe he's at that stage where he's peaking at the right time, and the Indians, 
you know, made it made a very swift move mm-hmm. when they lost uh, Santana to go out and sign him right away. I know others right there were questioned, wow, you gave him a two-year contract, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like surprised, you know, two-year, $15 million deal. And they're like, whoa, what are they doing? Yep. Uh, it looks like the Indians knew doing. exactly yeah. what they were doing. Yeah. And uh, not I a surprise. Had, I had not a surprise. Guy, I had some guy behind me at the game on Monday night. And Cabrera had just grinded into a second double play in as many games. And granted, that's, you know, he's hitting a couple of plays this year, but he's hitting the ball really hard. And, and the guy says after Cabrera gets out, he goes, man, what a waste of money he is. He stinks for us. Can we send him down already? And I turn around and I go, and who do you want brought up? A banged up Brandon Geyer? A banged up Lonnie Chisenhall, a banged up Bradley Zimmer. Who do you want? I will take a guy who is a career 285 hitter who, like you said, is going to drive an 85 RBIs. And if Melky Cabrera in the six or seven hole can drive an 85 RBIs for us, oh, look out. Look out. Because I guarantee you, Cabrera, very suddenly in his career, has played on the team with a top three of Lindor, Brantley, Ramirez's caliber. And to your point about um, the parrot, the thing that I love the most is he's going to right, right center field a lot. And even Tito made that comment Saturday night after the game, how he's starting to drive the ball to right center. And I think at one point after one at bat, he turned to Brad Mills and he said, if he can do that, it's scary. Oh, yeah. And, and – Everything is coming to the own of the offense. The people panicking about the offense in April. Listen, we played about as bad as we could play for three weeks. And I guarantee you, we're not going to play that bad again the rest of the season. I will, like, I will guarantee the past, you know, in, in the last few podcasts. Don't panic. It's only eight. It's only April. Don't panic. It's only, it's only May. May. Yep. And, uh, you know this club; it has the best path to the uh, and playoffs. And a starting team. Yeah, well, more than anything, it has the best path to the playoffs. If anything, I try to teach, or I try to preach, and I try to get across is get to the playoffs. Anything can happen, and the Cavaliers don't prove that to you. Then nothing ever will. Mm-hmm. You know, and the Indians in two thousand, you know, sixteen when they went to the uh, the World Series. If that doesn't prove it to you, nothing will. You have to qualify for the playoffs and move forward. Indians have the best path to the playoffs. What happened last year happened. I mean, that's that's sports. You can't that's an you can't predict injuries. You can't predict, you know, comebacks. You can't you know give. Yep. Tip your hat to the Yankees and move on. It was just one yep. series. Yep. It's not the end of the world. Uh, honestly, it wasn't. And yeah, it's disappointing. But you know, I'm over it. I was over it. The you know within a couple of days, you just and- move on. The world just changes so fast in the world of sports. You mm-hmm. just cannot hang on to to moments that just you know if they unfortunately don't happen, you just got to move on and and perform to the next level, the next opportunity you have, and that's right now. And the Indians have the best path to the to the playoffs of all the teams in baseball. They have the best path. So right now, you can pencil pencil in the Cleveland Indians into the Major League playoffs. Who they'll face, I don't know. We'll have to Who wait can't? and see. Who cares? Yeah, and that's four months from now. As long as the a Indians stay healthy, as long as the Indians stay healthy, they have the best path. And that's all that matters. Give me an opportunity, and I'll take my chances. 
and I'm trying to, you know, I can't explain that better than that. The Indians are like the Cavaliers. I don't have a LeBron James on the Cav on the Indians, but I got a I got a Kluber who can dominate. I got a Carrasco yep. who can follow that up. I got a Clevenger who's learning how to pitch. I got a Klepko who's who's a rookie who could do something special. I have a Bauer who's coming into his own. Uh, mm -hmm. Those are huge building blocks for any team. I can't worry about 2019 until 2019 gets here. Let's worry about 2018. When the let's game win now. Let's move forward. Let's go to the ultimate goal, and that is to make the playoffs and have an opportunity. And the Indians have the best path for that to happen. That's what you got to keep reminding yourself. No matter what happens, and as you know, I was talking to you last month, I kept saying, don't throw in the towel. Don't get up frustrated. You're going to run into up and downs. It's a long season. The Indians have the best path. The Twins did not get off to the start that they had last year. That was to the Indians' advantage. Yep. You know, and now we're going to play the Twins. It's going to be an important series. Very you get, important. You know, mm -hmm. you got you got basically 18 games, you know, or 16 games left with them. So it's going to be huge. So, you know, each game matters. Uh, you have a four-and-a-half game lead coming into today's play. So let's go from there. And, you know, a week from now, it could be up to six or seven games, and we can go from there. It could be right where you're at, which is not bad. If you're up by four-and-a-half games, it's not a bad place to be. So uh, if you do what you did in May, in a sense, have a winning record and increase your lead from month to month, then you did a good thing. And the Indians have done that. They've they've kind of waddled through the battle, you know, waved through mm -hmm. the battle of the waves of uh, injuries and bad play, unpredictable bullpen. And now you just take it one step at a time. Obviously, we talked about the lineup, how much it's gotten better. You know, the starting pitching we just examined, it's, it's phenomenal. And they have depth down at AAA. And they have opportunities, to, you know, to showcase that depth. So there's a lot of things going on. I do believe the Indians will try to make a move. What move that is? I think they is will. there another Andrew Miller out there this year? Probably not that level, but there's going to be some pitcher that they're going to target and they're going to make a move for. Maybe two, you know, and they're probably in a 99% chance they're going to be bullpen guys. And that's okay. I mean, that's what you have to do. That's what, you know, Antonini's job is. You know, that's where they're at. And that's what they're going to try to do. And that's what Tito's job is every day to get this team playing at the best level it can to have an opportunity to win. I honestly believe that the Indians have everything going forward for them right now. This is the best case scenario is you're playing in division and you have a chance to, to get some separation going and to build some confidence and move forward towards the all-star break and then re-examine your team and make a decision on where you want to go and what moves you need to make. And that's where it is. The next six weeks are going to be really interesting to watch mm -hmm. because the Indians will be headed towards that all-star break. And you know what? It sh wouldn't shock me as we sit here on May 30th that on June 30th, we're talking about the Indians having a 10-game uh, a lead in this division. It would not shock me at all. And everyone will be, you know, uh, just thrilled and happy yep. moving forward and, and trying to print their playoff tickets <laughs> in July. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, you, you just got to take it one, you know, it's, it's a long season. Injuries do play a factor and you just don't know what's going to happen. Look at the giants. The giants are, are kind of doing the same darn yep. thing. They're just wading through the waters and, 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 and bum gardeners getting ready to come back and they're four and a half games out. And 
no one's taking advantage of that situation in the West, in, in the NL West. So if there's a team that could catch fire at the right time and be a spoiler in that division, watch for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Now, I honestly, I'll say that today on May 30th. We'll see you here in a month <laughs> if I'm right. Cleveland has Kluber. They have Mag. They got yeah, they got Bumgarner. You know, if he's pitching at his best, you're talking about one of the top five pitchers in baseball. So uh, I honestly think it's just one step at a time. And like I said, this is a great opportunity for the Indians coming in the, in the month of June to uh, to get some wins, to establish some players' roles, and to get separation in the division and head towards the All-Star break with quite a, a, a huge lead, 8, 10, maybe 12-game lead, which is not, I don't think, not far over-examining it or, or making an outrageous comment. I honestly believe if they play at the level they can, they will. If they have, you know, setbacks like they had in, in late April and, and May, in early May, then, yeah, you're probably looking more like a three-to-five game lead or, mm-hmm. you know, worse, maybe even tied or behind somebody. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think the talent on this Indians team will win out in the long term. I, I, I like their track record, as the saying goes, and I think they're headed in the right direction. I just want to see the Cavs play well uh, tomorrow night on my way home from Columbus. I'll have them on the radio and uh, listening to that. Uh, you can catch me on WBBW 1240 at 6.40 p.m. for pregame, 7 p.m. for first pitch uh, from Huntington Park in Columbus as South Range will take on Madeira in the uh, semifinals. And if they win, we'll have the game on Saturday. Two softball games prior to that. Mark Means will be on the mark at 10 a.m. and then followed by Jim Campbell. And then I will uh, be hitting third in the lineup uh, on each night. So let's hope uh, all the local teams win, both in softball and baseball, and we can uh, continue to bring you some uh, sports here locally on uh, WBBW, uh, the area's leading sports channel. Yeah, it's um, summer officially here. Baseball's fun again to watch. We've treaded the water of absolute misery and um, starting to become really fun again it's uh thursday saturday and monday had the feel of it's going to be a fun summer at the corner of carnegie and ontario and uh you know hopefully we can get healthy and uh get some key guys back and let this the carnegie bombers get, get the thing going get the sign up get the sign up the carnegie bombers i'm telling that's you it. that's it on june 24th sunday the indians have signed sundays at progressive field home games on sunday afternoons I will hold that sign up in your honor. All right. I tell you what, we also have to make a date sometime in yes. June that you and I uh, head to a game. Yes, we uh, do. Even if it's, yep. even if it's just a uh, spontaneous yep. Uh, evening. Yep. Uh, we both get off work about the same time. Let's let's mm-hmm. make a. Uh, uh, we'll we'll go out to the uh, what is that? Uh, the corner. Yeah. And uh, yeah, have, a, have an adult beverage or two <laughs> yeah. and watch the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Let's let's make that plan sometime in the next month. I'm serious about that. We need to do that, and uh, we'll have some fun watching the uh, the Indians, and uh, and we'll we'll even maybe uh, do our podcasting on the road again. On the road home, yes, yes, that uh, sounds we'll, awesome. We'll yep. do the uh, the podcast traveling up and back, absolutely, uh, like we did uh, during the football season. So absolutely, something sounds to look forward great. to. All right, yes, so, sir. For Anthony in Canfield, I am Tim M. Borbin. Reminding you all to tune in to WBBW this weekend for high school 
softball and baseball. I'll be on the mic at 6.40 p.m. tomorrow on Thursday and hopefully 1 p.m. on Saturday as uh, we'll continue to do that. I also want to tell a quick shout-out to all my friends down in Columbus. I will see you Saturday morning for the BTK5 uh, Fun Run and Walk uh, for Brain Tumor Awareness as uh, we will uh, continue to honor my best friend, Jim Carney. We love you. We miss you. We'll see you soon. We'll talk to you all very soon here on Radio MVB. Good night, everyone.